Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in weekly to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Well, welcome everybody to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And today um, we are really, really blessed. We have uh, two guys from uh, William C. Rottenson uh, in Buffalo, New York, uh, joining us, um, Bill Rott Jr. and Steve Rott. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be when here. I, the, uh, the tradition of our show is to just kind of ask each of you to introduce yourselves tell us about your background and how you ended up getting involved in the family business so bill <laughs> would you mind uh giving us the the, the nickel tour of uh, your journey into the family business okay well uh, the reality is i was born in the business okay. my earliest memories uh is my dad was in the business um and uh, all I wanted to do since I was a little boy, that was like during World War II, was I wanted to grow up and I wanted to be like my dad and work for my dad. And I, I was blessed for 50 years working with my dad. That's awesome. How, so how did you work summers? Were you as a teenager in the business or? Well, um, most significantly, a, Pretty significant event took place when I was 10 years old. Uh, we were working on a house in Buffalo, putting a roof on, and there was a little side porch over the door. And, and my dad let me put the shingles on that little side porch, which about say eight wide by five foot deep. Um, and um, I was so proud at 10 years old to actually be working, doing what my dad did. Uh, and they had these hook knives uh -huh. at the time. Uh, and I remember cutting my hand with that hook knife and having to go to the hospital and get several stitches. I love it. Well, the worst and the best part was I had this blue winter suit on. And um, when I got home, it was covered in blood. And I was pretty sure that my mother was going to kill my father. <laughs> right. If you if you didn't kill yourself, your mom's your mom's going to have it out with your dad. What are you doing putting him on the job? That's so. That's my earliest remembrance um, of actually working uh, with the family business. Now, uh, is it time to share what I know about our history of our business? I'm going to, I'm going to jump back to that. I, I have one, a, a couple quick questions for you about your history in the business. Did you, yeah, I mean, okay. you, you, you started off, it, you know, did you work all the different facets of the business through the years? Yes. Uh, for many, many years, uh, our family actually built houses besides remodeling. Okay. We built probably 12, 1500 houses in West New York. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and so um, as time went on, we were in the 50s and early 60s, we built a lot of homes in so probably, Amherst and Chickawaga. Nice. So you were probably a project manager and a foreman on the jobs. And did you do all that kind of work? Well, uh, we, we were all uh, carpenters. There you go. And, and carpenters did everything. Okay. Love it. Seriously. We, we did the, the, the woodwork. We laid the block for the chimneys, um, all of that work that we did. Love uh, it. And, and, I, and I was a, a union apprentice. And as apprentice, uh, carpenter apprentice, you had to learn everything. Yep. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Steve, tell us about your journey into the family business. 
Well, I will I'll, I'll just add to my dad's thing. He, by the time I was involved, uh, you know, he had been uh, already the uh, chief uh, cook and bottle washer doing everything, but in charge of, of running the business from uh, soup to nuts. So he mentioned, he forgot to mention that part of it. But uh, uh, when I got in, I was just, I was a helper to my, roofer's helper to my brother, actually. Uh, then I got you know, moved up to be a roofer, then a uh, roofing uh, uh, manager, and then into uh, sales uh, management as far as setting up jobs and getting things run uh, between customers and sales and in production. And uh, now currently a, a general manager. So nice. That's, yeah. So you came you came right out, just like your dad came right out of high school and into the business, or. Yeah, I worked a couple of summers from when I started at uh, 15, 16, and then uh, then uh, when I got hit the ground running, my first winter, I actually hated the work because I wasn't ready for it. I was not the brightest, uh, brightest bulb in the box, and but over time, you figured it out that uh, dress for it, darn it, and uh, it's not bad. It could be fun. That's right. That's right. Oh, well, congratulations, and again, I appreciate you. you both joining us. So, yeah, I would love... What generation are you, who started the business and what generation are you guys, you know, as you're, as you're looking at this and how many other family members are involved in the business today? Uh, well, at, I'm my, my dad's uh, uh, third generation. I'm fourth. Uh, we have about six people, uh, our family working in, in the business still. Uh, so we are uh, still truly a family business, you know, I, and I that was founded. The family business was founded by my grandpa, okay. J. J. Rod in North Towns, in 1909. In fact, they lived on School Road. Uh, and one of the reasons I know this is because one of our customers told me the story that uh, my grandpa was supposed to remodel his mother's kitchen, and. Um, and, and they had a big snowstorm and the tool shed caved in. So they had to rebuild the tool shed. And so his, his mother didn't get her kitchen remodeled by my grandpa <laughs> for several years. So she was ticked. And, and, and <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of cool. And, and that story was related to me about 15 years ago from a man who lived down the road from our family where they were running the business. And we have a brown and white picture uh, in 1911. And it shows my grandpa and my family out in front of their house. And the caption is Carpenter Farmer yeah. on School Road, on School Road in um, North, North. North County. Love it. I mean, that, that you know, if you think about that, how 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 cool is that to actually run into people that substantiate your longevity? Right. It's it's phenomenal, you know. And that's you know, you guys are living proof that a lot of times when there is a family business, the the kids growing up in it, you, like you said, I got to see my father, and I was really proud of my father. I wanted to be like my father. Or I want to be like my mother. And so it's, you know, there's just this draw to be part of the family business. And here you are four generations later, and that's still going. Steve, do, do you or any of your siblings have kids in the business? Uh, we do not. Actually, I, I, I have a uh, younger crowd. I get married later. So my, my five kids, my oldest is uh, just finished college, but she's a teacher. So uh, uh, she actually worked a little bit inside of the business, helping us try and do a little more organizational stuff. Uh, but uh, she's out teaching Spanish in Massachusetts now. So, um, and actually, she went to U of R, University of Rochester. So. Uh, that's where I went to school. Oh, really? Yeah, small awesome. world. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, my, the rest of my kids are uh, the oldest uh, past that is 16, and two girls, 16 and 15, and then two boys are 13 and nine so it'll be a minute before they uh jump in so absolutely you're you're in the thick of shuttling from sporting events and other <laughs> events and trying to this run is. a business and and i get it 
Yeah. 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 No, we're, we're thankful. We got, you know, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, my, my brothers have some bright kids that are um, doing a lot of stuff and who knows that we have this, at least one of them that he's, he's capable enough. He could come back around and actually uh, join in and, and add a ton to the business. So we're, we're, recording him <laughs> so yeah he he graduated from engineering school at uv now okay that's a, that, that that would be a, a nice one to have uh coming coming aboard i get it yes sir so, and i so think I, it's appropriate to to share that we actually have steve has two other brothers that are physically partners in the business mm -hmm. and my wife julie okay they're, they're equal owners of the business today uh, and they also, one is a, a salesman, uh, an extremely successful salesman. We have a sales force. Uh, and, and then the other one, uh, Mark, he, he maintains all of our equipment in our vehicles and stuff. But it, it's so, we talk about a family business. And my wife, Julie, is, is the office manager. So we're, <laughs> The family is running the business, continuing to run the business all together. I love it. I love it. Um, See, a lot of people say a lot of things to get your money. Say that again? A lot of people say a lot of things to get your money. Tell them to prove it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you guys, one of the things that I noticed, number one is on your website, you do put it out there that your family business. And I love that. I think you should, it's a lot to be proud of. And, and we, and we should be, you know, putting it out there. I would, you know, you have your, your core values from the business out on the website. Um, and I have to tell you, they're a little different than most of the core values that I see a lot of times. And I'm, I thought it was pretty, you know, pretty amazing. I mean, you know, the, you look at and say, you know, what is our purpose? Being dependable. Okay, I, I got that. But love is a core value of the business. That seemed a little, you know, I, I think I think a lot of business owners would have a hard time putting love as one of their core values on there. Can you talk about that at all? Well, I mean. Uh... <laughs> It's, it is one of those things that uh, you probably, most people probably have that, have that as a core value possibly, but they didn't put it on there. Uh, we chose to do that uh, because it's like one, one of the things that, because uh, we've gotten help over the years to help us focus on what, what's true, what's true about you and uh, what do you want to be true about you? And so that's, that's part of what, how that ended up there. It's like, yeah, we would like this to be true about us. So it helps us, draws us back to, uh, you know, who, who do you not just, who are you or, or who do you seem to be, but who do you want to be? And that, that represents uh, obviously uh, for anybody, a, a, the, the, I don't know, say the end all, you know, if you, if you don't have love, you don't have much, you know, I mean, you're alive, but are you living, you know? So that's, that's, I guess, uh, an attempt at explaining that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I, I, I and kudos to you guys for putting that up there. Um, how many people do you does the company employ today? Uh, you know, it varies a little bit. You know, coming and going, but about 20, 27. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, and not all of those twenty seven are family members. No, no, no. It's a, uh, you know, we've you know we've we've gotten probably as much as uh, since I've been around as much as say fifty. Uh, and, you know, probably as low as, you know, 15, you know, over the years. So you were kind of in the middle there. I love it. And 50, and 50 employees was too much. Yeah, especially with uh, <laughs> government uh, being involved. But. I, I've heard that from other companies before. It's, uh, it, it's one thing when you're doing it, but when, uh, like you said, when the government's involved in your decision making, it gets it a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, could we go back in history a little memory? Yeah. Tell tell us some more. Well, uh, here we have we have several people in the office today, girls and guys, right? And there was a time when in in the late forties that I remember my dad, the accountant, come over once a month with a with a a, a book, right? And and dad would give him 
the papers that he had. He had a check, one checkbook and he wrote the checks and he got the bills and he paid the bills. And once a month, the accountant came into our house. And that was the extent of everything <laughs> to do. Yeah. As far as paperwork and management to run the company. And at that time, and I think in 49, he had, he had 47 men working for him. Wow. And he I run the entire, can you imagine running the entire business without I'm, any full-time office people? Right. And now we, now we got all these people and one would ask, how is that? Yeah. Well, you, the, the reality is that most of this is required by some branch of the government. And it costs an enormous amount of money that of course is paid for by our customers. And it just doesn't, it doesn't seem fair, but it is what it is. So we would, we've acclimated ourselves, but that, we've that, all agreed. Agreed. We, we didn't have to have HR departments and, you know, the and safety departments were just, you know, that was just natural. We wanted to protect our employees. Right. And thank you for that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it yeah. goes back to because you love because you love not, you know, you not just your your customers, but your you know, the people that are working for you and your family. And so it's just those are, you know, things that come natural to some people. Unfortunately, we live in a world where not everybody not everybody is thinking the same way as you are. So just because you guys are doing the right thing, you know, because somebody else isn't doing the right thing, you're stuck with having, you know, the same regulations as they do. Yeah, and, and again, uh, one of the things that uh, we partnered with other people, uh, my father was uh, chairman of Home Improvement Council and ethics committees for years and years, and the Home Improvement Council was in New York. And that, you know, that's giving, that, that's, you get something out of it, but it's a lot of it's giving back and or supporting uh, other people that are the same as you to try and not just know, oh, we're amazing. No, actually there are amazing people out there that want to do the right thing. It's if you can support each other, more of that gets done. So we're heavily involved uh, still to, to try and promote that. Agreed. And, and, and we feel that our customers, uh, also have, have the opportunity to do business with other people. And, and, and being at the Home Improvement Council, which has been around for 60, 70 years, being friends with your competitors and realizing that they're good people too, for the most part. Yeah. It, it's a great opportunity. You talk about love. Well, love expands <laughs> to help your competitors be successful so they don't go broke and their customers still have a company to go back to when they have a problem. Agreed. That's part of love. That's part of that love thing. A hundred percent. You know, what we always say is that there's, you know, the, the, the universe is this ever expanding place and that there's enough work for all of us out here. You know, there's no reason to, there's no reason to have to, play, you know, underhanded rules or do things, you know, unethically, you need to be out there doing the right thing all the time and, and be as thought-filled towards your competitor as you are towards your, as your customer, I think. And uh, sounds like you guys believe, believe the same thing. Yeah, we do. What are some of the things historically that you're most proud of, you know, the work that the company has done or the work that, you know, the, some of the family members have done through the years, what would you say are some of the things you're most proud of? I, I'll just say a couple of quick things. My dad's got probably tons of things that he could uh, point to. I, I think for me though, uh, the, the uh, continued to hold on to doing what's right, you know, uh, for people filling that kind of that void that, um, you know, uh, gets run, run out on a rail uh, through um through people just trying to compete on low price because uh, you can't really take care of people if if all you're doing is trying to be the lowest price and unfortunately a lot of people become convinced that that is the only way to do work and then they end up messing up to the point where customers get cruddy work and they have to redo it or they can't redo it but they should 
And right. so we're trying to fill that that void of um, doing quality all the time. And that's that came from uh, my grandfather, from, you know, from my dad. And and that's just a commitment we have. Um, and the other piece I think we're ridiculously good at, uh, thankfully, it's really from the experience over the years that we got there, uh, is we're really good at figuring out and solving problems. Um, and it's more thankful for that than proud as in thankful that we have that um, background, you know, because for anybody, you make all the mistakes when you're younger. And uh, the problem is, is that if you don't have a family business of generations, that gets lost uh, and everybody starts fresh. But we we didn't need to. We, uh, so it's, that's, that's a good thing. A beautiful experience happened about, oh, 30 years ago, maybe 35 years ago, which Channel 4 News, which is, is a Buffalo TV station. Sure. Uh, we met uh, on Mabel Drive in Kenmore, in a suburb of Buffalo. Uh, and he were interviewing my dad, and and the guy asked him, "Well, how long? What? Why were you successful? That here you are, all these years later, three generations." Uh, and he had, I thought, was a very simple uh, answer to that. He said, "Well, uh, when you work for customers, that years later, you can go back and have a cup of coffee." in a friend. Yeah. It, it's that, really that. that, it's that and, and, and where were we standing when he was telling that? He was standing at 100 Mabel Drive in Kenmore at Cecil's Parkinson's house across the street from Mrs. Ruth Strauss in El Legal. Well, the fact is, and we actually have this factual is that in 1934, we first worked for these people on them houses. And we were back 40 years later doing another job for the same people. Wow. It's just, uh, what, just really what, simple, right? If you just keep it simple and do the right thing first, it's a yeah. lot easier to run a business that way, right? Yeah. And, and, our, and our guarantee, uh, was for 20 years and it was 40 years later that the same people could call, real people they could call the same family back that were still running the business the same way love it yeah love it. yeah <laughs> it's pretty when cool you, yeah when you talk about you know today a little bit when you you know when people say you know who is William C. Rottenson? What would you, you know, there's there's other home developers out there, there's other roofers out there. What would it, what are some of the things that are your differentiating factors today? What would you say, you know, what would you say about that? I know it, uh, well training. What, 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 one of the things that um, you know, my dad's mentioned training, and that's what we're heavily focused on. Uh, we've actually built uh, some training. Uh, structures to be able to, as we bring people in, to uh, bring them along, uh, even before they get on the job and after they've been out there to bring them along. Uh, so we're, we're holding on to the level of quality, which is as simple as putting nails in the right place. Most guys have even been doing it for years don't do that. They don't step them off properly. I mean, these are as simple as you can get. They're on every shingle wrapper and whatnot. But the, the other thing, it, it, that differentiates us, uh, again, going back to the experience, uh, is we actually know enough to solve problems that other people don't even realize are issues or problems or don't, don't have a clue how, how to do that. And again, from the years of experience, and one of the big things is, is for homes uh, is, is um, ventilation, which is really the, the breathing of a home. Uh, most homes are stopped up, just like if you had a bad cold and you could never get rid of it. Um, most homes like that are like uh, no overhangs, like Cape Cods and stuff. Um, we've found ways uh, to effectively, efficiently um, solve problems that make it like all of a sudden you had some neosinephrine, only it was William C. Rott that you changed it from this uh, worst circumstance, literally from to the best, you know, through furring strips, building small overhangs and uh, uh, creating the proper intake outtake. So um, that's 
literally something that I, I, most people haven't even thought of, no less considered doing, because it, it, it does cost a bit more to accomplish that. And it's usually best if somebody already has, and a lot of times in these capes, they have rotted wood because of lack of good venting and bad insulating. So by the time we're there, it's got to get redecked anyway. So we can actually add in a few items like these small overhangs and furring strips, and we can actually get better venting than you can even get in a brand new house. And we've, we've accomplished that. Just a, a, a small job in North Tonawanda that we did that the customer called me, it was 2015, and she had, her neighbors all had terrible ice, just like she used to. Uh, and we had done the system for her and she had no, no ice on her house. And I was amazed. I, I didn't think it would be that good, but uh, I was like, wow, this, this is cool. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's, that, that's one. No, no, it's funny that you talk about that. Cause my daughter just called me up, you know, they bought their first house. They got married in 21. They bought their house and she's like, dad, I've got ice buildup everywhere. What do I do? I'm like, well, right now in the middle of winter, it's going to be a little tough to do anything, but come right. spring, we're, yeah. we're going to have to deal with that. And so yeah. that's exactly, that's a really good point. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, when you go back through, you know, the, the business has now been transitioned three times, or four times it sounds sounds like. So, Bill, do you own any of the business any longer? No, they kicked me out several years ago. That's that's not accurate. He's still he's still an owner, and again, we benefit from his uh, his input. And and he he did he he's such a worker. He would not let let necessarily go, even though. And again, we actually Julie uh, came back in the business and provided the needed piece that honestly my brothers and I the financial end we needed we needed somebody that had more sense than we did on that end of things and it's worked really well and so I'm thankful to be able to let my dad actually not have to have all that stress on him uh for, for to you know to the day he died or something so and he's out there doing all kinds of volunteer work uh not necessarily lighting up just doing different things so sure so how did, I mean, how long ago did that, you know, some of that transition happen? Uh, how did you guys 14, make those decisions? 14 years ago, is it now? Uh, I oh. believe that took place. Uh, and previous to that, um, my grandfather, it was probably the mid 70s or early 70s. 1968, you retired. My dad retired in 68. Okay. At okay. that time, dad, the company name was William C. Rod and Son. Well, my dad retired in, in, in 68, but um, I, I, I'd like to, um, I think this is a, a, a good point for anybody that's ever been in the family business that um, I, I was very knowledgeable on how to build houses, how to remodel houses, to, to put in roofs and siding and and especially uh, high energy efficient windows to help people in their home. But what I wasn't knowledgeable on, and I came to be confronted with the reality that I was getting a little older and how do you transition? And, yeah. and I was told because I availed myself to many business management schools. So I learned how to run the business so that we could stay in business and not go broke, yep. like most guys do eventually. And one of the things that uh, Stephen was going to UB and, and we got in, in touch with a guy that was a business consultant. It was the blessing of blessings because what he led me through and us through was the transition mm -hmm. from me legally to yep. my son and how to do it legally, and who is going to run, because there was a problem having these three sons. And if you know about family businesses, historically, the oldest son or daughter takes over. Uh, but he visited, he stayed with, and he spent hours on end with the, the different people in the company over a, a year, meeting, going out to lunch, and working and going on the job. And then we finally all met with his conclusion. And it was, it was, it was different, but he was right. 
he evaluated all the people in this company, family members and non-family members. Did I say it was a blessing? <laughs> because it was, it, 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 and it was his opinion and he shared it in such a way with all the family members, everybody was in agreement. No one was smarter or anything else, but the particular talent it takes to manage a family business is unique. Yep. And it was his opinion that it was Stephen. And it's worked out well. Well, I mean, again, probably if if, uh, if I have any gift in it, it's to, uh, to be somewhat diplomatic. Uh, and, and we all have those pieces and parts that if we can work together, you know, that works. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It was like just a matter of, okay, somebody's got to be in that spot. And to a degree, these people have these talents. And, uh, you know, I, I was more focused on production, but I could, you know, kind of marry the two, uh, bring, bring the together in such a way that uh, we, you know, it wasn't me running things so much as we we're all sharing that load. I was just kind of like more of a facilitator and, and that's worked out thankfully over the years. So isn't that um, the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership at UB? Is that what yes. you used? Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. 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 Lots, yeah. lots of places have used them and had, a, had a lot of luck um, utilizing their services over there in the Buffalo area. So um, yeah. I've heard many, many good things from uh, Basil, Basil, Basil Chevrolet is one of them. Is Okay. The Basil family's business sales car business. Yeah, they were they were supporters of the program and uh, so you know uh, counselors in the midst of it, you know, the in the system that they had. So that's a, I, another person that was on the show um, spoke highly of them. The um, oh, I can't remember the, the the name of their business right now. It doesn't matter. But uh, another Buffalo family, Lockport, actually, that utilized their services that really well. Dan Judge was. Uh, the owner of the business and he just transitioned the, the business to his daughter and oh, um, I'm having one of those moments where you get over 50 and you don't remember everything as quick as you as you, as you you're not, you're not, are you talking about the attorneys no no that's okay it. that's right so when we talk about having family in the business what are some of the what are some of the best parts of working with your family and what are some of the things that make it difficult to have the family working together? Well, that, <laughs> that's a tough question to answer, but I, mean, I think uh, best parts is that, you know, you're all committed uh, to the same thing. It's not, there's not, uh, there's not gonna be some backstabbing thing that might or might not happen uh, in where people don't know or necessarily care about each other, uh, you know, and that, they have the same vision that uh, to take care of people, you know, that's ours. And, and again, there's not anybody in, in the midst of us that's not, doesn't have that same sense and, and uh, commitment. So, so that's, that's then the good side. Uh, you know, you got to see, each, you know, when you do have disagreements, uh, you know, you don't necessarily, uh, you know, you know, you got to, you know, you got to figure it out before the next holiday or whatever, you know, so you do. So that's in some ways it's, that's actually a plus, but it makes it, uh, if you're in the middle of a disagreement, it makes uh, holidays maybe a little bit uh, more tense. Uh, but, but, you know, again, that's life, isn't it? You know, none of us are perfect. And uh, I'm, I'm getting a low power mode thing on my phone here, sorry. But um, yeah, none of us are perfect, but we do, uh, it comes back around that we are, we are family and, and that's, that'll win the day, so. Sounds like we're all getting uh, some some calls and difficulties. So anyway, so does that answer the question? Or yeah, yeah, no, it's it, you, you do the best you can. Um, there's a there's a great book that I've utilized, and I think it, you know family businesses in particular can really benefit from it. And the guy's name is uh, Patrick Lencioni. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the five dysfunctions of a team, and <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's really neat because what you hit on is. You know, level one of, of he creates this pyramid. What he talks about is you have to have trust. And as a family, we get that. We get that trust. It's kind of built right into what to what we're doing. 
Um, and, and a lot of times we're really good at the conflict, which he says, you know, that's the next dysfunction. It's we don't want to sweep anything under the rug, right? We want to be able to, if we disagree, we want to tell people we disagree and deal with that. But what I found with a lot of the family businesses is they'll go, they trust each other enough to have conflict. They'll have the conflict and they'll be going back and forth on things, but then it's really hard to commit to where the next, where the direction is. And right. so True. one of the things that I, you know, I teach people, you know, is that, you know, as a family, it's okay. Making a commitment to go a direction, to take a path doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I was right or you were wrong. It's just what we're doing right now. And because we trust each other, trust each other enough, we can like link arms and let's just go do this together, make that commitment to go forward. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it takes out outside people to accomplish that we found over the years. If, you, if you're trying to do it yourself, chances are there's too much in the way of, of uh, getting the final agreements, at least, like you said. Yeah, you, you might have some family dynamics or, you know, things, things that have happened. Remember that time when you stole my bicycle and you didn't give it back to me, right? <laughs> That was 40 years ago. Yeah, I know, but never said sorry. Well, another blessing, another blessing that we've had over the years is that uh, we, we belong to a couple national co-ops okay. of independent businessmen. Uh, in, in, um, and so you meet uh, periodically with other businessmen of, in the same home improvement business all around the Eastern United States uh, as managements and you share with each other uh, what's going on, <laughs> whether becoming buying products, which we bought cooperative, we still buy our windows through a co-op that we started, uh, and the life experience of other family businesses that are in business today uh, in talking to each other. You can pick up the phone uh, and talk to each other and you're not competitors, right? Right. Right. Uh, is 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 in, invaluable. Yeah. Invaluable. Yeah. So that, that's a huge thing, whether it's local or national, making connections with other people, you know, that are in the same boat, you know, in a way. It's uh, you just said a magic word, Bill, that uh, really that saved me. I was talking about the other the other business that was from the Buffalo area. It's Net Plus Alliance, and they are a co-op for um the construction supply distributors and serve a lot of family businesses throughout the the united mm -hmm. states um and that was uh, uh dan judge and uh um his daughter then bought the business from him um and that was just a, that was a real fun um conversation as well jennifer murphy bought the business from her father and so you guys are a lot alike you know you're talking about you know those associations are so important that you put together working with you know um, other non-competitive people outside of your area that you know you can share ideas with is always just a great business practice. Um, lots to be lots to be proud of when when you think about those things. Speaking of you know family and being proud, um, when we look at the Rot family, what are some of the what are some of your favorite family traditions? Well, one thing we do is we have a family reunion. Okay. When, and, and, and we still have it. And how many uh, people come to that reunion now? Well, the co-op was, you know, the, the communist uh, conspiracy for the, <laughs> <laughs> that, that we're dealing with right now. Uh, we, we did have one, but there wasn't a, uh, a lot. But the theme of that thing Right, the family business, yep. and the family reunion is extension. Yeah, uh, and and you meet people, uh, nieces and nephews and cousins, um, almost every year that you didn't even know existed. Right, and they and they and the share the the share that value. Right, that family human value with each other is 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 so precious and so rewarding. Um, that they're not all in the same business. I was talking to a cousin, retired, a professor at UB. Right. A, and before we came in, you know, but we think alike and we have 
those those values about humanity and what's going on. And it, it actually, it's a wonderful thing actually to be able to talk and share even with you today. You know, it, it, it's cool. Agreed, agreed. Um, what's the vision, you know, of the future for the business as, you know, as, you, as you've been talking about it today, what's the next 10 years look like for the business? Uh, you know, it's, again, we're, we're honestly figuring that out where we're, as we are getting some support and help from, uh, other people to, to work through that process. Cause it's, it's, uh, something that it's not super obvious at the moment. Uh, we have a little bit of time to, to accomplish that, uh, but we're not waiting until the, the day before the year before even, uh, to, to get that in line. So whether and whether it's we get some family members in the business ultimately or whether we just set it up so that this business will continue with the same uh commitment and values to take care of people you know uh, we want to we fill that void and we want to continue to fill that void of um you know doing the right thing and doing it all the time so it's it, yeah so we're work in progress there so it, it sounds like, you know, the future of the business is probably is also right now some of the current obstacles as well, right? Is trying to figure yeah. figure all those things out. Yep. yep. So you said you're 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 working with some outside people without names. What kind of, you know, what kind who's helping you with that? What's the team that you're assembling to help you think through those things? Oh, well, we have uh, you know, actually uh some connections that we've had and other ones, everything from our um, very capable um, advertising end of our business who has uh, introduced us to uh, some people that locally, that their specialty is uh, helping family businesses uh, and, you know, and helping the individuals and assessing, you know, what is, what, what are the, what are the individual things that are important to each individual and then uh, for the company and, and how to uh, navigate through those, those circumstances, those waters, and, and finally come out on the other side where there's an understanding and a shared uh, commitment uh, for the future. So uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah. So you, like a family business coach. Yeah, yeah, and it, it again a guy that's he's he's uh, worked with a ton of family businesses that um, have benefited from that. He's he's been around the block enough, so we're actually child's play to him actually. <laughs> so that's good to have somebody like that. That's right, and it's you know, like hats off and kudos to the family for realizing and knowing that you know you don't have to. You don't have to solve and be able to figure out every single problem that's in front of you. You just need to be able to go and reach out to somebody that can help. And you guys yep. have answered and figured out a lot of the problems, like you said, in your industry that maybe some of your competitors and other people haven't even thought about, you know, addressing those problems when it comes to housing and roofing and, you know, and, and, and building and whatnot. But here you are, you know, the, the, the masters of, you know, home improvement and, and roofing and putting all those the, the things together. But that transition stuff, it's not always, it, it's not evident when yeah. you're inside the system. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard somebody say it's compared to being like inside the ketchup bottle. You can't see your, you know, the, you can't see you know you can't. what's going on. Yeah. And so okay. I think that's, I give you a lot of credit because I think a lot of families, we, we, we're so used to, you know, rugged entrepreneurs and individualists and we get it done and we know how to get it done. And we feel like we're supposed to be responsible to make all these things happen. And you guys are smart enough to say, you know what, I want to be working in the business and, and on the business and make this stuff happen. I'm going to get some, some help from outside to say, Hey, you know, help us think through this so that we don't have to come up with all the solutions ourselves. So kudos. because we're not going to be around forever. Right. You know, that's a, we so figured that out. That's one of my good. favorite, one of my favorite sayings, I'll share it with you is that, you know, we have to remember that as human beings, we are finite and we have an expiration date. We don't know what it is, but it's going to happen. The business that we run 
it has its own EIN number. It has its own identification number and it could be infinite. And so, you know, yours, well, 1909, right? Was the, the, the start, start date of it. You guys are coming close to, you know, 125 years and there's not one person that's listening to this, you know, podcast or that's going to be a guest on this podcast that probably was running, you know, around 125 years ago, you know? Yeah. And so- the sooner we address that and become good stewards of the business that you're running today, and if you're a good steward of it, then you're doing the right thing by bringing in some professionals to help you think through those things. So, yeah, we're thankful for that too. Good. Well, I, anything else? I've got one other, two other questions for you, but anything that's on your, you know, that you want to make sure that I don't miss? You know, I, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, again, I, I think the things that we've talked about that, you know, make a difference are, are you know, caring about people uh, and training. And again, one of the things that we've learned is creating systems that drive results as opposed to just people. Uh, those are things we're trying to really get a hold on and make sure that uh, as things go forward that, um, whether we're here or not, that this business survives so it can continue. All those people have put their confidence in us that uh, we can still support them uh, in the warranties and so on that, uh, and honor, honor that. So, good. One, one, one particular thing that just came to my mind with your question there was uh, uh, my son, Danny's the oldest boy. He, he's, he's a salesman through and through. <laughs> people love him. And he's so successful, it's just unbelievable. Doesn't do all his paperwork on a timely basis, but that's a good salesman. <laughs> that's right. uh, he shared with me uh, last year that uh, while he was working on a house in, in Snyder, a suburb here, a nice home, um, that when he and his cousin uh, were putting the roof on, he remembered that. And that was like 40, almost 40 years ago. And he actually came back and sold those people another roof. Wow. And, and, he, and he physically worked on that roof 40 years previous. Right. Now, I mean, that's, that's happened to me several times, but when, it, when it's happening again and it's happening now. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's powerful. Pretty, huh? It's powerful. Well, it, it's factual too. Sure. It's not somebody saying something to get your money. Right. Um, <laughs> good on you. Good, good for you guys. If you were talking to Steve, if you had a room full of family business owners in front of you, what, uh, you know, what would be your words of wisdom to other family businesses that are out there thinking about the same things? Well, you can't go wrong with uh, this mindset is to just do what's right. Um, you know, it's kind of like what's easy is, is not always right. And in the end, uh, like we had a, one of the sayings of one of our previous consultants was um, the fixes that backfire, you know, you know, things will, in the short term seem to work, uh, but they, they don't, it's not the right thing and that won't last. So do things that with an eye towards what's right and things that will last and i don't i think that's one of the best things anybody can commit to and the word integrity yeah the word in integrity a hundred percent it's it's you know and no none of us and especially me are not perfect but I get it. I, I, I say the same thing. My, you don't know this, but my father was um, a family business coach, you know, worked with family businesses before me. So I'm second generation myself. And so, you know, I'm today helping to transition businesses that he helped to transition the first time. And now, you know, we're helping with the, the second transition. Um, and we've got one where we're crossing our fingers. There might be a third transition already that we're starting to, you know, to, to work through. And that's a lot of, you know, like it's a lot of responsibility 
and and it's a lot of pride too so like you know when you're talking about you know going and putting a new roof on somebody's house that you put a roof on 40 years ago number one you know a lot of times you know nowadays they say the roof doesn't even last 40 years you know no, no they don't years. no the average roof probably lasts anywhere from uh 10 to 12 years actually uh not not because the shingles necessarily break down they're just not put on well so you get a leak it doesn't matter if the shingles in good shape you still need to fix it and, and a lot of roofers have given up trying to repair jobs because once you're trying to repair it you own the whole roof right and so it, and then, so anyway it's a we do still repair things for people but it is it can be a losing battle because if they did one thing wrong there's a good chance they did a bunch of things wrong no, so, yeah and it, it, again it's like do it right the first time, right? You know, have yeah. that integrity, do it right the first time. And it just goes a long ways to, to how you do things. So, yeah. but, but there is another, there is another thing there, recognizing that nobody's perfect. Yeah. And recognizing that we live in Western New York with some of the most out, uh, horrible winter weather that will literally break stuff apart. Yep. That no matter how well you do it, it, it's it, the ice breaks stuff apart, breaks concrete. Well, it's sure going to break roofing material and, and wood and stuff. And so to to troubleshoot that sort of thing first, right? And then figure out how to solve the problem. And there is those things that we've learned from painful experience because we're still around and because our warranty on workmanship is for 20 years, not one by law, we're 20 times more committed to our customers. And so we come back and we discover these problems. Sometimes it's mother nature, but on occasion, it's something that we can improve on and we take care of it. And we actually have the documentation the repair orders years and years and years that show we really do it love it and we're learning we're still learning yeah. and we have less we have less trouble but uh what trouble we do have we take care of so love it gentlemen i want to say thank you to both of you steve and bill you guys have been wonderful really appreciate having you on the show and learning all kinds about about the william c rot and son company um i really enjoyed our talk today thank you for joining us thank you michael we really appreciate the chance my name is michael Columbus, and you've been listening to the family biz show um i'm with the company family wealth and legacy in rochester new york and want to remind everybody, make sure you subscribe so that you can get future episodes from the Family Biz Show as uh, we produce them. Have a great day and enjoy, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with the Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy, LLC, is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.